Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and we're broadcasting from backstage at the Burger Performing Arts Center in the great state of New Jersey. Penn, Alex Ramon, Vinnie Grasso, Jessica Jane Peterson, Moxie Gillette are all joining us for a, a little sit-around, a little podcast backstage from the road of the Fuller's Tour. Here he is, preaching the love. Penn Gillette. Yeah, here I am. I'm preaching love and preaching love from New Jersey, That's which right. is a handicap for preaching love. <laughs> it's, it's, it's considered, it's a kid's advanced love preaching to be able to do that in Jersey. Yeah. But, and we are here with the entire Fuller's cast. Yes. Plus the special guest and the special guest of the special guest. So right. the special needs guest. The special needs guest. The special needs guest. <laughs> what are you, Glenn? Are you kidding? No. So why don't you introduce everybody? Sure. We have uh, Vinny Grasso here to my left. Uh, say hi into the microphone there, Vinny. Hi. Moxie is here. Hello, yeah, Moxie. Yeah, Moxie, not Mox. Everyone calls me Mox over here. Yeah, that's my fault again. I know. Yeah, yeah. Screw you. Because I do call you Mox. <laughs> What? It's Moxie. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> I didn't know what was... A- just like, now, just like I, you don't like to be called Vin. If I, if I'm I, Moxie Gillette. If I Moxie want, crime fighter Gillette. If I want Mox or Moxie to speak directly in the microphone, how would I say it? Either one. Speak into your mic, please. Oh. <laughs> into the microphone, Moxie. Yeah, point it. In the microphone. Yeah. That's okay, yeah. You, you want to point I, it at your mouth. At a magic convention, I made a name tag for Z as just Z, mm-hmm. and he got on me. He's like... Everybody just calls me Z. I was like, I was just trying to go by what you prefer. That, you know, yeah. you, you have that happen with uh, with 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 children, in that they have their they have the names that they're called at home, and they have like uh, Z is often called Z at home, but he is with all his friends Zoltan. He's yeah, Zoltan. yeah, where people meet. And this brings up um, uh, how many of us? Alex, Alex the Ramon other is two? here. Hello, uh, Alex. Hi. Okay, Can we hi. introduce Alex. the other two? <laughs> we're getting no. on the podcast. No, we're listeners. We're just listeners. <laughs> now, you don't, you don't, neither of you have children, right? No. And Jessica Jane Peterson. Yeah, Alex Ramon and? And Jessica Jane or Jessica James, which I might change it to. So there's a nickname you have at home, right? And, 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 and Vinny, you Vinny. don't have children either, right? I had two former stepkids. Okay. Well, uh, I think you'll agree with this. I was talking to Tony about raising children, and Tony said, I'd rather fight bikers. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, is, which is, I think, the perfect description. Yes. Have you had a choice? Yes. Choice. Of- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I could get bikers to stop doing something. Well, your, 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 your kids are asked. pretty pleasant from what I've yes, seen. Yes, his children are not teenagers. Oh, screw you. 
<laughs> uh, and I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> Moxie, you just, you know, made us. QED. Exactly. That's what we, we set out to establish. Okay, and the episode well, of Law and Order just went dung dung. <laughs> They're currently pleasant. <laughs> they are currently pleasant. So, how is this, uh, how is this, uh, how is this been being on the road with Foolers? Very cool. I mean, we're playing a lot of great theaters, and, uh, uh, and the show is I mean, just super fun to do. Present venue excluded. <laughs> well, we are Jersey right now. But we, uh, yeah, we're in Jersey right now. So I'm, I'm thrilled to come Good. back to Jersey and do a show uh, here, which is pretty, pretty cool. It's been a blast here on the road. And then I was trying to count up. So we do, well, we do five Penn and Teller hunks on the show. Five? Yes. Oh, I, I've been telling people you did four, I think. You do the light heavy box. Yeah. Which is you and Jessica do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's Heavy, a big surprise. Misdirection. Right? Misdirection. Misdirection. Right, I knew that's that. To open the show. We added Honor System, which I don't think you know that we've added Honor System. Are you doing Honor System? Yeah, yeah. Vinny leads Honor Aren't System. Aren't you supposed to tell him I mean, you're my, doing uh, his my voice, trick? My voice uh, shouldn't have <laughs> gone. I went up way up. Honor System! <laughs> <laughs> that's how surprised you, you were. I went to Neil Young. Yeah. It, it's, it's like the one piece that I have in the show, and then when you said it like that, I just like got deflated. <laughs> so oh, you're doing that? <laughs> I'm just telling that? you. You know, Mox does Stupid, one of, one of the bits that I'll be doing tonight. Yeah. It's and Stupid, stupid <laughs> is intellectually one of the really difficult bits because you have to function at two levels all the way through. And Honor System is also intellectually goofy it's not a normal magic trick no it, it isn't and we did rehearsals for like five days and it was really just learning the script but mm -hmm. it it has taken me i think a good a good week and a half or so to know how to take a breath and take a oh, beat the, the, the rhythms you know, on that are really hard yeah. I, mean, I worked on that i worked on that script and performing it for years and years and we did it for a year didn't think it was good uh, we rewrote it. We did it for another year. Didn't think it was good. Then rewrote it again. And then on stage, I rewrote it a zillion times. So, I mean, you, you do have the advantage of that script, having been through right. iterations. But yeah. it's a very complex idea to tell people uh, to tell people to do. Very complex. I but, but, love you know, it. It's a great premise, though. Yeah. And the, and I do that in our PRs. And we're on talking about uh, whether it's to radio interviews or morning show hosts. I said, you know, a beautiful thing is we have this idea that everybody wants to know how it's done, but do you really want to know how it's done? <laughs> and if you say you want to, and I, I basically tell the premise of Honor System, which is if you want to know how it's done, keep your eyes open. If you don't want to know, keep your eyes closed, but whatever it is, stick to it, yeah. right? And so it's a great premise. But there's, there's that beat with uh, when you say, so if you don't want to know how it's done, close your eyes. Some of you want to know how it's done. And that, you know, like yeah, getting that, yeah. that little transition took me a while to, to get the laugh out of that uh, yeah. piece. It's a, it's, it's a tough one. I'm surprised. Who's in the, the box? You can see, you can see that you're in the oh, group right now. You can see the boxes up there on stage. You're in the uh, box. I go inside. And do you have trouble like Teller does not falling asleep? Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I actually have two moments in the show where I take a little nap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, one is in the honor system where I close my eyes and then I hear the ding and I go, oh, yeah. 
I have to get out. And two, when I go in the water tank and I hold my breath and I just sit there and I go, this is nice. But you're doing a different water tank than our one. I'm not doing your water tank. I'm doing mine. But uh, but yeah, two of those moments. moments. I have a sleeping moment in Blockhead. I'm doing Teller's bit in Blockhead. (laughs) Teller has several moments when his biggest problem is not falling asleep. He has has to promise himself an honor system uh, that, uh, that he won't close his eyes. And he won't, he'll blink, but he won't shut his eyes because sometimes he says, he decides, I'm just going to shut my eyes for a second or two and he'll find himself just dozing off. <laughs> because sometimes, this probably doesn't happen with you, but sometimes while I'm doing the monologue, this happens with every monologue I do, sometimes I feel I have a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I feel something's come up that should be addressed. Now, it's only come up in my head, but I feel it needs to be addressed. So sometimes Teller's in the box, shall we say, twice as long as he planned on, and he's supposed to leave us here for the cues, but all he's hearing is me droning over, and he gets a, um, he sometimes just goes, oh, it's so, and also he's in, um, in Wackateller, people have seen that, he's sitting still with tinfoil over his head, and he said then, then he's, it's hard to, Worry about that. But a lot of things, there's always like four bits in the show where Teller is sitting doing nothing for uh, multiple minutes. Well, uh, but Blockhead, at least you're standing up. I, yeah, but I, I can rest my chin on the, oh. on the rig. And it's, 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 it's really good. Vinny, Vinny asked for a padding there, too, and a little straw so he can sip some Topo Chico while he's in there. So. Actually, all th- uh, three of us all spend places in possible teller naps. Where's yep. your nap? I'm in light heavy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's I can... torture. That's not a nap. No, no, no. Yeah, but, yeah and so... Uh, but I, have to get, I have to be there for a little bit before I go out. And JJ, you know, so what can... teller piece are you doing that you could take a nap? She's Casey. not Casey. <laughs> <laughs> hanging upside down. In a I actually, jacket it is. Re- it feels good on my back though. When you do the pulls, oh. like as you pull me up, I just relax. Like the I inversion tape. Oh, back crack. Oh. Wait, what's your name? Jessica, <laughs> Jessica J. I'm gonna call you JJ because it's cute. Yeah, I love JJ. It stretches your back, right? Every time I've seen like the, it looks like it stretches your oh, back. Yeah. It, it feels, feels great, good. Though. Yeah, well, I have one of those. Wait until you're in surgery, like Teller was years after that. <laughs> You know, I said to um, I said, when we were discussing what I was going to do yeah. as your special guest, yeah. I said, well, I could step in and do uh, Casey yeah. with Jessica, and I would love to do that because Jessica is half the weight of Teller. Yeah. <laughs> Same as when I pull Alex down on uh, Honor System. You I'm the one who puts Alex down, uh, pulls yeah, Alex from the vertical. Box. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. And so I, oh, I yeah. imagine Teller's a little heavier going down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie <laughs> have to work on that, yeah. Yeah, take, take that down. So you're in there. You're in, in there. Oh, and you actually, uh, you have to do that part on yes. stage. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you, I just said out loud, I thought you'd have to do it since I was doing it. And I realized, of course you don't do it. Robbie does it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you have something in your head that maybe Penn does, he doesn't do. But I think we, we know the honor system accident, right? No. Now, you don't. You don't <laughs> you, Alex just started looking very concerned. Wait, which one? <laughs> Uh, it was not uh, your position. Oh. It was Vinny's position. Okay. You did not sit on the box, right? No. Okay. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's the most horrible accident that's ever happened on stage. <laughs> and it's the accident that, that Zeke enjoys the most. I used to. <laughs> never after this night, I would sit on the box. Oh. And I would do... 
the monologue sitting on top of the box would tell her in it. Now, the hasp could hold the box up just a little bit, okay? Hold it up about that far if you didn't have the hasp just right. So uh, I was sitting on there, and I also wear a loose suit, which is important for anatomy. So uh, (laughs) as I was wearing the loose suit, um, tender part of me was in the crack of the box. Now, then I noticed that the hasp was up. I hit the hasp. My entire weight came down in the box with parts of my scrotum stuck under the box. Now, at this point, it is a Chinese finger trap, right? Because if I try to get energy to get up, it does that. And I, who have, who have sometimes, people have very kindly said, I, I, I was okay at ad-libbing. <laughs> the exact thing I said, which Zeke still quotes over and over again, was, oh no, I've injured myself. <laughs> and I my, know that quote. I didn't know the origin. Yeah. I know that in, around rehearsals you quote, then, oh no, I've injured myself. Right. Oh no, I've injured myself. And then I s- sat, is probably the wrong word. I, I squirmed there. Um, my feet don't, didn't touch the ground. So I'm there, I mean, I would say... You're being held up by your scrotum. Right. <laughs> I would say, like a turtle on his back if his balls were in a vice. <laughs> so I'm going like... Oh, oh. <laughs> and finally, I think, like Doug Henning was trying so hard to do with TM, I think I actually levitated. <laughs> I kind of went... Oh, 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 and... Got off the box. How long ago was that's, this? That's when you said, tell her now! Push! Push! That's a good thought. I, I was just afterwards going, uh, He didn't have yeah, it. So, uh, Alex, if you, see, uh, if you see gum in the box, don't chew it. <laughs> Maddie D, that's awful. <laughs> I don't even it want was, to see uh, it. It was... There is uh, a blood stain in there. It, I mean. it, was, it was just horrible. It was horrible. It was this incredible pain. I realized I was on stage. I didn't think it was appropriate. I don't know why it's appropriate now, but I didn't think it was appropriate then to talk in detail about it. I had somewhere in the back of my mind, I didn't want to lose the flow of the trick. about your flow. (laughs) That was the sound. Yeah, two of your flows are in danger. <laughs> two of your own personal flows are in danger. Oh, oh my goodness. I've injured myself. Oh, 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 oh. Isn't this, and it was an opener, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you still had to do 90. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did, did you get a break after that? Did you get to well, go I mean, off stage? or? Well, I have what I call my breaks, which Teller calls his solo number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Never have you looked forward to red balls so much. <laughs> yes, for many reasons. Um, and Zeke, Zeke, just you can just bring up. Oh my goodness, I've injured myself. And Zeke is hysterical because the crew is backstage and they don't know whether to come out and like try to lift the top of the box, the lid, while I'm on it. You know, and you it, can't lower the curtain. You're in front of the curtain, right? I mean, well, yeah, yeah. and also, uh, no one trick? knew. 
No one knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. yeah. I mentioned myself as actually amazing lack of detail. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, I mentioned myself. Who knows? What I love though is now Alex is going to get to picture this every time. <laughs> so you wonder, system. boy, it seems odd that I'm not just going over there and sitting on the box. Seems like that'd be a comfortable, interesting thing to do. Go ahead, try it. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Gosh, the box has one victim. <laughs> yeah. I will say, Alex, the inside box got you. Oh my gosh. So when we were at the first day of rehearsals and that plexi box oh, was day one. Is it was like hour one. Heavy. It's heavy. And we're trying to figure out how to lift it up and put it in, you know, the thing. And so I just was like grabbing it. Mind you, we have video of you guys executing this trick flawlessly. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, that's because we didn't have the, oh, my goodness, I've injured myself video footage. That's why, okay? Because if we had that video footage, we would be like, Chad, do we really need to do this trick? Um, But I lifted up the plexi and it slipped out of my hands and fell right on my feet, on my toes. And uh, I'm losing a toenail currently. So I don't know. We don't want to talk about that. Oh, no. I've been. (laughs) I should have. Which would be even better because it'd be muffled. You would not hear it. (laughs) It's even better if it's the person in the box. I said, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's two victims, okay, Penn? Yeah, you true, and I both true, have been victims true. of that yeah. illusion. And it's not the first time your toes and my balls have been in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but I thought it might be funny. Well, 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 we've, well we've both spent a lot of time with Matty D. So that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> guilt, guilty as charged. Um, yeah, so we do, yeah, so we do misdirection oh, on our system. Casey. Uh, or nail gun, one or the other in the show. Light heavy. Light heavy. Blockhead. blockhead. And blockhead. And that's four. And, and the, except it's five. No, it's five. No, 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 it's five with those. And the love ritual, but we don't present it in the same way. But it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to do, do love, love ritual, ritual with, tonight, right? With you. But what, what do you do different? You do some way to. There's different. There's there is a different step in it, and it turns out from Woody's book, it was an innovation by Caleb Wiles to eliminate like three steps. Okay. And so uh, there's just three less steps in it than what you do. But it doesn't have the days of the week element to okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 Well, with me, any extra steps are just more of an excuse to talk. <laughs> well, that's why I love When we first were doing that, I was like, oh, are we doing the Penn and Teller version? Because what I love about you, everyone, a lot of people do a different version of this thing with Woody Arrigan. So, for people listening at home, all the audience has four cards in their hand and they tear it up and they chuck it around. They mix them up, shuffle up, and exchange cards. And lo and behold, you follow the steps and you rematch your torn cards. And it's a miracle. And uh, a lot of magicians do one version or another often you're the only one Penn and Tell the only one to write a script to it where the we're doing the steps makes sense like it has a driven story to it but do you but do you get to do the only innovation that matters yeah you were gonna die bitter and alone (laughs) no right no we got to say that we don't get to say that you don't say that you don't get to say that that's the whole kicker that's the whole punchline why don't you do that because I don't direct this show (laughs) dad I need you to break script tonight Okay, I need you to say you'll die bitter and alone. But bitter and alone yeah. is, is really not, you know where that comes, right? I find someone in the audience whose cards don't match, yeah. and I say, your cards don't match. Why is that? Four of diamonds, five of spades, those don't, those don't match you, they tell her. No. They don't match. What, why is that? No, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. You're too stupid to follow simple directions. <laughs> so it must be you... 
are going to die bitter and alone. I let that land, then I give them my two cards that have matched and say, even you found love, and we go around. But I will tell you, I will tell you that giving the two cards does not take the sting away from looking at someone's face. And the best thing is when I pick a, uh, a person who's with uh, someone who looks like they may be a significant other, yeah. and I go, you are going to die bitter and alone, and they look at the person next to them, and sometimes they'll just shrug. <laughs> What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on Earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. I want to know what are the odds tonight that you call one of us teller during this routine? Exactly. (laughs) Probably pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good. No, so it does go fine. No, it's misdirection, honor system, light heavy, and then the the fourth is the exchangeable one. It's either KC, if it's good rigging at a theater. What about Hondro? What about Blockhead? That becomes five. And you gave us Hondro, which technically, because that's from none of our routines, although now I I have taken it. And, and, and you gave us and you gave us Hondro, and now it's not able to do love ritual. So tonight will be like seven, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then then there's and then yeah. you're actually doing a show. Then you're I'm actually, actually doing, doing stuff. Tricks. I'm going to do stupid tonight, and then Mox and I are going to do smartass. Yeah. So we're doing no, no, st- no. We're doing Moxie and Pen. Moxie and Pen. Which smartass is your solo. Formally called smartass. No, Moxie and Pen. But it's formally <laughs> called smartass. No, no. So now, I'm a smartass. But no, by you saying that. My my entire career before you has been eliminated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would rather fight bikers. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you, you have like- children, enjoy those first twelve years. No, 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 no. no. If you need birth control, I, I am. I've been uh, recruited a few times by cruise ship bookers, and I go like, I can't. My kids still like me. I can't. <laughs> my kids still like me. Oh, right you'll now. be praying to go in the car. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have you'll you'll a couple more years? years? Right? <laughs> okay, okay. You'll have a couple so more years, Matty I know. And then you'll off. be cruising in the Bahamas. Do you have, do you have five year tour that I can do? <laughs> can I defend myself? You looked at me on the plane very, very sweetly and goes, did you know that Glenn told me that whenever you're around, I just beam? I'm, I'm just very I happy. I beam and I love being around you. But Jesus, I'd rather, I'd rather fight, fight bikers. bikers. <laughs> <laughs> I, in Penn's defense, you've not seen his face after he fights bikers. <laughs> he is a glow. In Penn's he is defense, walking on sunshine. I'm not Zoltan. So. <laughs> right. Okay, that is the biker. You're fighting a biker and raising a child. Yeah, there's. Uh, there. It is true. I uh, on this tour before the tour, I got both of my kids iPads so they could FaceTime oh. me, mm-hmm. uh, thing. And getting a FaceTime call from my children for the first time and just talking to them it's directly is the, the no. greatest thing. No, what about the unsupervised internet? Oh, I don't care if they get molested or whatever. That's oh, fine. Okay. But if they get kidnapped and all that stuff, that's all. Okay. <laughs> I, as long as I they meant keep their more FaceTime like appointments. As, so. as long as whoever takes them gives them the iPad <laughs> to call me, I don't care. But you, proof of life. <laughs> proof of life. I, no. I meant more like the dangerous websites that aren't like 
kidnapping and molesting kids. We I have, like, we have, there are, uh, there are uh, child pr procedures on those things. I'm sure there's a workaround, but my kids, we do monitor the use of their iPads, if that's what you're wanting. You I like that you're, <laughs> should fair. Of course, yeah. of they, course you're They right. thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> of course you're right, but then- One of us thought <laughs> one, one of us knew they wouldn't work. Because what? me and Zoltan are your child. We quickly just learned the passcode that sure. was applied to everything. <laughs> it's I, the great Houdini, Tilda. Quiet! <laughs> <laughs> Ready, you got to beep that out. Not since, not since I gave away Goudot's uh, email address password on the, uh, on the radio show. <laughs> I gave yeah, away. Did, I'm, I'm did she sign an NDA and now she blew that like you? See, she's getting that from you too. What happened to show you the kind of listeners we had on Penn Sunday School on the radio, which is a national radio show? As soon as I said the password, someone broke in within like 10 seconds, changed the password, wow. and then wrote to me and said, Don't worry about Godot's account. I broke in, I changed the password, it's all safe. I will call Godot with the password. And I will tell Godot not to tell you. <laughs> That's it. I thought that was going to end horribly, and that ended very, very sweetly. Happy. Well, that, well the, the, what I said was, I said, Richard Dawkins means a lot to us. He means everything to us. He's a big hero of ours. As a matter of fact, Godot's password for his, uh, for his email is Dawkins. And I knew he's... <laughs> and Godot went... <laughs> and everybody scrambles, and as soon as Godot reached for it, he was already locked out of it. Wow. And then I got the email that said, yeah. I didn't know who was going to break in, so I did it first. Wow. Did, did you, like... Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> so I had to do it first. Yeah. Because... It was the same argument he used when he took over the MGM. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone could have taken that. So I so, thought I'd be the one to do it. So all you owe me is $100 million yeah. <laughs> and, uh, for that little favor. My favorite part of that story is that it helped you in court later on. Yes, it does. It did help us in court. There was a major lawsuit uh, about... Uh, once again, something I'd said. <laughs> and uh, under oath, under oath and the deposition, they said, who has access to these emails? Is there anyone else that has access to this account ever? And the answer had to be only me and Godot. And I had to answer, well, I did give out his password once on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Which meant millions of people had access yeah. to the email. So, uh, so that part of the deposition, I didn't have to. I didn't have to testify to, any, <laughs> to anything sent from that email. Wow. It also it, it shows you that if you get to a certain level of fuck-up, you get, <laughs> you get legal protection. Um, well, uh, I think we're seeing that in politics that right now. <laughs> Steve, Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols, Anytime anyone put a contract in front of him, he signed it. Anything whatsoever. So he had contracts with EMI, Columbia, like four other record things, touring contracts, everything else, and they took him to court. And his his uh, defense, which was entirely successful, was this idiot will sign anything. So all his signature became void. Oh, my God. Wow. Also, great. Uh, Al Goldstein, who was a, a pornographer, he published a magazine called Screw Magazine in, uh, in New York. He told me the best advice you can get if you're attacking 
psychics and frauds and quacks and people like that, or you have someone you want to attack, he said, do not ever use the word liar, cheat, or fraud. Motherfucker, asshole, all of those. Use those over and over again because in court, it's very hard to prove that motherfucker meant liar because it's used so many different ways. So on bullshit, which I will say, we did eight years of bullshit and we were never once sued successfully. And the reason was the lawyers, well, there was one group that, that thought about bringing a suit and then found out they had no chance. We weren't even sued then. But um, the lawyers, the lawyers for Showtime, which most people complain about the lawyers, I love them. Because the lawyers would go through our script and say, it was great. We'd get the actual notes from the legal department that said, can you please call him a motherfucker here? (laughs) Uh, Because this word's a little iffy. And can you please use the word total fucking bullshit instead of saying not true? Wow. Because total fucking bullshit will help us here. So it was really... uh, it was really quite remarkable. You have oh to be very gosh, careful. That's, now, that's like the other one we got around was we did um, we did a thing on um, chiropractic, and they said to us, um, "You cannot say the word quack. You cannot say the word quack. If you say the word quack, we will get sued." So I said, "I will do all of the monologues that I do. I guess Teller's standing next to me, but all the monologues that I do during this, I want there to be twenty ducks at our feet." So I would say, I would say, these people claim to be doctors. What do you think, fellas? And us, you did the same with, uh, you weren't allowed to say pyramid scheme. I wouldn't allowed to say pyramid scheme. So we had, uh, you know, uh, we had the pyramid of Giza behind us. Yeah. Here we are in Egypt. And I kept pointing back whenever we said. Like um, multi-level marketing. Multi-level marketing. Here we are in Egypt talking about multi-level marketing. We, we were just, I don't know which city, but the venue was next to this huge chiropractic university. Yes. I actually find uh, uh, being associated with Penn and Teller. That of all the things they've done bullshit on, the one that ruffles people's feathers the most is the chiropractor. Well, I, really? I, most I, people like go like, oh, those are the ones that don't believe in chiropractor, and they just launch in and praise some chiropractor they've had. Yeah. Uh, the chiropractic one was the one we got the most. The, the, actually, the one that was most dangerous was the, uh, the and for the wrong reason, the 9-11 one we did, which you would think we would have trouble with, you know, terrorists was actually the 9-11 truthers because we claimed, you know, we made fun of them saying the building fell faster than gravity. We made fun of all the stuff that people say was an inside job and it was the government and they went fucking apeshit to the point that they found our prop guy's home address and sent something to the mailbox. We had the police protecting our prop guy and the prop guy was going, I'm the fucking prop guy. <laughs> you know, he, I, just got, we, I just booked this gig. I know. It was amazing. It was amazing. The, our prop guy was harassed heavily by... Uh, they asked me to get ducks. I got ducks. <laughs> you, get, you get hate mail? 
Oh, uh, oh, Zionist. Glenn Ally, speaking up from the back, he's not on mic, but uh, he said that he got uh, hate mail for being a Zionist. Well, that was also said. Why can't Glenn Ally be a co-host for He should be. But Glenn, the long-suffering Glenn <laughs> is over there sitting in a chair. He seems suffering. Un- he seems unenthused by the invitation. <laughs> I love you, Glenn. I love you. Anyway, we all any- love Glenn. We, everybody, everybody loves Glenn. You can find on the web that Penn Fraser Gillette from Greenfield, Massachusetts, is a Zionist working for the CIA and the Israeli government. And that's what bullshit was. And this is the thing that kills me. These conspiracy people on bullshit always say, yeah, they did every other show right just so they could set up busting us. Which is another way to look at that, but they don't choose to look at But the 9-11 people were awful. And the chiropractic people. And, uh, yeah, actually, uh, some guy I taught improv with and became Facebook friends with, I didn't know, was one of the person who thinks you're a Zionist who works for the CIA. Really? And he, and he went crazy on me, and I had to like block him on everything or whatever. Zionist working for the CIA. Because he Pen thought I was doing Fraser it too. Fraser Gillette. There has never been three more goy-sounding words <laughs> than those three. Those are the least Yiddish feel those are the least Russian sound. Penn Fraser Gillette. There's not a anywhere in there. Not even you can't even do that. I mean Vinny Vinny Grasso is more of a Jewish name than Penn Fraser Gillette. I mean nobody in the world could think that name Zionist. Not just, yeah. not just Jewish, Jewish. Zionist, right. and working for the CIA, which, by the way, you can't be both. To work at the CIA, you have to be born in the U.S. Well, but believe it or not, this ties in, actually. Uh, this is Alex's second time hanging out with you. And Alex, what happened the first time did you hang out with Ben? Oh. <laughs> I don't think you're going to remember this, okay? <laughs> that Ma- makes it even better. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't the first time we hung out. Basically, the first time I think we ever met, was when I was on tour with Disney. Is this the one you're talking about? Yes. Okay. I was on tour with Disney, mm-hmm. and I was 20, 21, uh-huh. 21 max. And we're touring. We get to Vegas. We go to the Orleans. You go to the show mm-hmm. uh, with Pam Thompson, uh-huh. and she brought her little dog. A little dog, too. Yeah. <laughs> and you mean the rat that she well, brought everywhere? I Yes. Well, see, Pam. Pam is dead now. Yes, we would never insult her dog while she was alive. Yes, because <laughs> in in that purse she had five chihuahuas and a gun. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually true. That's a fact. I also that, want to. Yeah. Ma- the dog is also dead. The dog is also dead. Okay, so the dog was dead three years, Before and she still her. carried it around. I, yeah, <laughs> but Pam's but, but Pam's gun is a Patreon supporter, so let's still be careful. Okay, so the gun is a Patreon. <laughs> so we should be careful. So be careful. So what ends up happening is we do the show and we do a meet and greet with you and you come out and we get photos with you. And the first thing you say, because we did a Princess Jasmine levitation during the show and we had a, I don't know if it's coming back to you, and we have, you know, a magic carpet and then it's, you know, she floats up in the air and whatever, double levy, all the things. And the first thing you say, you go, I love the tribute to Al-Qaeda you did. And I just remember, I'm like, and I'm like 20. So like, I kind of, it's like, I'm like, wait, I, I know the words, but I'm not like, you know, I don't know like all the details of what's going on, you know? And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like, and, um, and Brad, the other magician that was named Brad Ross, and he was just like, I remember him being so like, 
what does he mean by that? Like what? what? And just got a little bit more, <laughs> he got a little more, more agitated than I did. And I just thought like, I don't know, let's get this photo. Come on. <laughs> so I have a photo of us. And that's the first thing I remember you ever said to me. And it was just, wow. it was, it was to direct at both of us, but I mean, it was really, really Now funny. wasn't it right after 9-11? Well, that, was, that tour was in 2006. Tour this was a while. But right after 9 11, uh, like 2001, I'm looking at Glenn. Been. Wasn't it Gilbert and I uh, were doing a radio interview from the Sahara? Wasn't it? And they had that whole. Air, the Aladdin, the Aladdin, yes. The Aladdin, the Aladdin Hotel. Now the Miracle Miles, right? Yeah. You call it the unfortunately themed Taliban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I called it the unfortunately themed Taliban hotel. That was the, that was the Aladdin, and and Gilbert and I were there going, it's wonderful. It's all the Taliban imagery. It's all here. Every day you get closer to being canceled. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's it's astonishing. But anyway, the. <laughs> The chiropractor, I mean, I'm just the walking dead on yeah, this. Yeah. The chiropractors, it was really great. We finished up our show, and this is back before the plague, so we could, um, we could go out and meet people afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So we're meeting people, we're taking pictures, and there's like 75 people that are holding back. They're just hanging back. They're not coming up for pictures. They're just like hovering over in the distance. They paid for tickets, right? Yeah. Okay. So we finished all this thing, and... Um, we're walking out, and the woman comes over to me, who's the leader of this gaggle, and she says, um, I want you to know that we are all with the Chiropractic Association, and we saw the show you did on Bullshit on Chiropracty, and we are calling for a boycott of Penn and & Teller. And I said, I don't think you understand the word boycott. <laughs> they we, bought tickets. We have never had 75 chiropractors buy tickets to our show in one night. I think you basically, not only do you not understand subluxation and the way the spine works, you also don't understand how to do a fucking boycott. You cannot buy tickets to a show, show up and say you're doing a boycott. I'm so, I stepped in your joke. Oh, only I? a little bit. Uh, not as bad as Vinny earlier. Not as bad as Vinny. We're full Vinny. So, like, the, wow. that, that's all they said. They just wanted to. They just wanted to inform you that there was a boycott. That boycott after they bought tickets and watched the show. Which I, I suppose there was. I suppose. Well, I hope you take, come people, back tomorrow and inform me again. <laughs> say, continue to boycott and tell more people. And they were also. They seemed. Um, they seemed very confused by the fact that there wasn't an anti-chiropractic section of our show because we were doing bullshit and bullshit we covered all these subjects yeah. but they were never covered in the live show no they weren't covered at all it was just the tv show it had nothing to do with the live uh, show. we all we're all here to give you the silent treatment i too am giving you the silent treatment <laughs> i also am giving you the silent i will treatment. not talk to you ever under any circumstances <laughs> so what they wanted was a chiropractor live trick where you're like, we're gonna break Teller's back and restore it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess that's their theme. That's their theme. It's a cut and restore. Uh, but I, I think what they must have been intending. I mean, it's also possible using Occam's razor. They were just dumb as dirt. Yeah. They were just. <laughs> they were just stupid as soil samples. But what they may have expected was there was going to be a chiropractic bit in the show, and they were then going to stand up on mass and go, hey, subluxation does work. And then I would say, well, prove it. And they would go, okay, we're sitting down. 
couple of false alarms and something yeah. tricks. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh. So they're just, they're just waiting the whole time going, uh, is it now? Yeah, wait. Oh, 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 she's yeah, look at the ready, order. Ready. Coins are turning into goldfish. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, he's eating the fuck. He's eating the bullet catch. Damn. Damn. Juggling. Oh, God damn it. Water tank. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. The big, you know. Must have, uh, Fred. You said that they make fun of it in their show. I, I, I heard. I read it. On, I read it on a TripAdvisor review. Yeah. I didn't actually see it myself. Well, you know, if you go, uh, if you go through um, bullshit wherever it is, um, you know, uh, Netflix, wherever. Where is it available now? Not on Netflix. Glenn, Glenn's not even looking at me anymore. Showtime, which would make it Show- part of Paramount. Where is it's available on Amazon? And it's available on uh, Showtime. Amazon is Showtime. Amazon. Yeah. So uh, Amazon and Showtime. Yeah. If you go, if you go there, you will notice that the Mother Teresa episode is not up. Right, it is not up, and the reason is um, uh, there's a nut. I, I think he, he got arrested for something, maybe, but there's a nut. But I'm not sure he still does this. What a thing called the Catholic League that spoke for Catholics. Now the odd thing is the guy if who actually. You're a baseball fan. You're so disappointed when you find out the Catholic League is not a, a sports. <laughs> <I know. laughs> The, uh, the, 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 the great thing about it is he has the Catholic League, which is spokespeople for Catholics. And as I tried to point out to him, no, no, the spokesperson for Catholics wears a hat. <laughs> I mean, if there's one religion that has a spokesperson, it's Catholicism. Yeah, yeah they, got, they got a spokes country, yeah. a little tiny, they got Vatican City, where everyone's, a, but not this guy. This guy's out of a garage in Jersey or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're here. In Jersey. I want him to have like a replica hat. <laughs> <laughs> replica Pope hat. He just got it from a giant chess set. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so there's like a couple queens he's got a little their po- heads cut off. He's got off. a little Pope mobile that he made from a golf cart. <laughs> and you know, The glass isn't bulletproof, but it'll do. Yeah, it looks good. Looks good. I stand yeah. in there and I wait. And he hired his like uncle as a bodyguard. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, he wrote to uh, Bill Maher. And said what you said about Catholics, we're going to do da 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 Bill Maher ignored him. He wrote to South Park, which, by the way, if you want to write to, uh, to Matt and Trey and tell them that something they did on their show is offended you and they shouldn't do it anymore, don't bother. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you'll have much more fun pissing up a rope. You can do that directly. Well, that's, I mean, famously in their movie, uh, their first cartoon movie, um, they, anything they got notes on that took out, they put in twice. Mm-hmm. So if you watch, there's a part where uh, Saddam Hussein's trying to fuck the devil, yeah. and he pulls his penis out, and you're like, oh my God, and he goes, just kidding, it's a dildo, and he throws it away, and then he pulls his penis out yeah. again, <laughs> and then he pulls it out as a dildo again. It doesn't, but doesn't uh, Showtime did uh, the, the stupidest thing you can do, which is if someone attacks you on something artistically, if you uh, placate them in any way, they will come back. It's like if you get a spam email right. that says, uh, if you want this email to stop, hit this button here. All you've told them is that there's a live one. Or if you start feeding a cat and then decide, wait, I don't want the cat to come into my house anymore. Right? <laughs> and, you, and you think I'm bringing an example. Vinny, can you relate to that in any way? No, not at all. <laughs> so, uh, so he did this, and Showtime, it was so, so embarrassing. I was on uh, uh, Opie, um, Opie and Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on Opie and Anthony, and they interviewed me. You know, I, was, I was there pimping the, um, the, the, the whole DVD set of bullshit. 
And they said to me, the season has just come out. They said, um, it's interesting because the Vatican, Mother Teresa episode, is not on here. And I said, oh, oh, yes, it is. And they said, no, it isn't. I said, no, no, I'm sure it is. That's the whole season. And they handed it to me on the air. And I go, huh, it's not there. (laughs) (laughs) And Glenn, of course, the long-suffering Glenn, called up Showtime and threw a fit for not telling me. And he said, what is supposed? Penn's supposed to say when they ask him, which everybody will, yeah, why the Vatican episode isn't there. And they said, no comment. And Glenn said, Penn does the show bullshit. He can't say no comment. And they said, no, no. We weren't saying he should say no comment. We were saying no comment. So we have never gotten Whoa. any statement whatsoever on why Showtime pulled the Vatican So episode. why do you tell people? What is your <laughs> comment? <laughs> the story I just told? I tell comment. that story. Okay. <laughs> because uh, they, just, uh, they just pulled it. But the great thing was then this nut decided, <laughs> and this, this shows you what the top level of management, how people that run corporations, how good they really are. Because this, I think, is just brilliant. We were doing a trick at the Super Bowl. We're going to predict the most valuable player, right? So we had that all set up. And the Super Bowl was, I think it was ABC, wasn't it, Glenn? And that, it was ABC. So it was, it was ABC, and they were having Penn and Teller do this big trick at the Super Bowl, which needless to say was a huge, huge thing for us. And we heard this later. This nut wrote a letter and sent it to ABC saying, here's the reasons you shouldn't have Penn and Teller on the Super Bowl. And we heard this story from the secretary who received, uh, it was sent registered mail, and they called up the secretary, this not called up and said, um, uh, I sent a registered letter about Penn and Teller, about the Super Bowl, and she was instructed to say, by the president of ABC, she was trying to say, we didn't get that letter. And then he said, um, no, no, I sent it registered, and you signed for it. And she said, uh, yes, we didn't get it. <laughs> we didn't get that letter. You know, because the president of ABC has not the time to fuck around with a guy in a garage in Jersey. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he just said we didn't get the letter. Yeah. And that's what, that's what she said. That is the way professionals deal with it. I didn't get the letter. You don't, you don't, nothing else. You don't comment anything was in the letter. We didn't get it. Like my friend Lawrence O'Donnell Jr. says, you do not ever say no comment. You simply make no comment. Those are very, very different things. So, Vinny, because you're the most likely, when you're coming out of the <laughs> when you're coming out of the courthouse, yes. okay, with uh, with the with your jacket up over your head, and they say, "Was she really 12 years old?" You don't say no comment. You say ask Ben Gillette. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Okay, got that, Vinny. Nothing. Oh, my goodness. I've just injured myself. That, that, that's what will happen. So you've taught us how professionals deal with it. How did you deal with it? <laughs> now that he's dead, I suppose I can tell this story. Oh, wow. 
Uh, I never told Ben you. loves that story. Yeah, you like that story? No, it's where I'm going to tell? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great Long intro. Long and suffering. Come on now. I Honestly, went on I've, I've, next episode co- of Pat Sunday School. I've co-hosted this show for 10 years. Having Glenn in the room is for the first time. Is, it's a whole new show. It's a whole new show. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Normally, he would just start that, and I would get my phone out going like, I'm going to see if Glenn texts me during the live broadcast. <laughs> to see I'm telling you, I will boycott Penn Sunday School by sitting here asking for Glenn as co-host. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell who did this, although I've given you a little hint because I've said he's dead. But this is one of the most appalling stories I've ever Genghis heard. Genghis Khan. What's that? No, just dead. I'm just naming dead people. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, my aunt, Abe Lincoln. Uh, no. as, oh, Benny. <laughs> You're right. As Diane Feinstein said, I will not live in a world where we know who killed Tupac. Um, yes. <laughs> um, it was not. It was not Diane. But there, there is someone that I knew that, um, that, that did elaborate practical jokes. And we were being, uh, after we uh, crucified Teller at a birthday party as a joke, there was another boycott by the Catholic Church, right, for, for crucifying Teller. And it was, it was a trick with him. Well, the trick with Jesus, too. But there was a couple, uh, an elderly couple, who were Catholics, who were on the front page. <laughs> they were on the front page of the uh, Review Journal calling for all Catholics to boycott Penn and Teller. And uh, they wrote a, uh, an article about how they were offended. And then they did the other thing that um, Catholics often do that really offends me, where they'll say that uh, attacking Catholicism is racism, which I think we can all see the differences between that and racism because yeah. people choose their religious belief. So it is not, in my mind, racism. But they were attacking that way because that's the go-to for them. And they were saying, you know, uh, obviously we'd hurt their feelings tremendously. I want to be on their side a little bit. So they were saying stuff that would hurt our feelings tremendously. And I get an email from them. We did not receive your letter. (laughs) (laughs) I got the email from them, and it said, uh, we think we should get together and talk. Now, if I have... Uh, or not if I have, one of my many Achilles heels is um, if someone wants to talk, no matter how different they are from me, I will talk. Because I always believe that talking can work out differences. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a mistake that many people have made. Uh, a defendant that talks well is the worst defendant you can have because that defendant will think he can make his case and want to take the witness stand. The best defendant you can have in the world is O.J. Simpson. Don't say anything. Let the lawyers work. That's the way you do that. And that's what they're trying to get Donald Trump to do now, of course. But I think I can talk to anybody. So I got this really heartfelt email that said we should get together and talk. So I invited this person and his wife to our show. I said, you'll see the show. You'll see that the show is not predominantly anti-Catholic. I do make clear one or two places that I'm an atheist. I think in that show I did. The show we're doing now, I don't happen to, but I do make clear that. But you'll see that our show has no animosity. And then afterwards, let's sit down and really talk about how an atheist and a Catholic can get along. And I can still make jokes, and you can still make jokes. Because I know I, I, I tell atheist jokes. My favorite atheist joke is this one. Uh, an atheist driving along in New York City wants a parking place. And he says, Dear God, Jesus our Lord, if I find a parking space right now, I will dedicate my life 
to Jesus. And at that point, a truck pulls out of the park space right in front of him, and the atheist says, no problem, I got it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it just happened. Okay. So, uh, I was going to meet them backstage. And that afternoon, I got a phone call from a famous magician who happens to know this other person, who, who oh, there's been some animosity between us in the past. And he, he called me up and said, you know, uh, those letters you're getting from the, uh, from the bishop, whatever he was, from the Catholic. He said, those aren't from the Catholic. Those are from um, another guy we know. And I said, really? And he said, yes. The person it, that you're going to meet with that's coming to your show. Yeah. yeah. That was not real. The, the, the Catholics were not writing to me at all. It was another person that I knew. Fake email from a made-up person. Well, no, from a person that was actually oh, in, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it was not really that person. Yeah, yeah. Posing no. as another person. Posing as that person. And I've been writing back and forth. And he said, that's, that's not really the person. And that person, I think, uh, who called me up uh, made a big, big difference in my life. Because what this person, who I didn't want to tell this story about because he's dead. Uh, I mean, I'm only telling because he's dead, but I wouldn't say who he is still. His plan was... He had hired two actors, an elderly couple, who were going to come to the show and say they were those people. They were going to come into the green room, and then they both had guns with blanks. They were going to talk to me a little while, then they were going to shoot me. And this other person, who doesn't care for me, by the way, thought that that crossed the line of his morality and, and gave me the For the call. record, it would cross mine as well. So... <laughs> I, I, I would also. And, you know, uh, our. That's, cr- that's not a practical joke anymore. That's paying for therapy. That, it's horrible, yeah. And he, he, when, when he was busted, he called me up and said, It would have been so fucking great. You would have been so scared. And I said, I don't know why that's an accomplishment. <laughs> Someone pulling a gun and pulling the trigger, yes, I would be scared. I had a, I've had a gun pulled on me twice before in my life. And I got to tell you, I was scared. Yeah. And I, I have no shame in that. Yeah. And I, if anybody's ever had a gun pulled on them, you get wicked scared wicked fast. Also, and this is, this is the really bothersome part of that, is uh, uh, we are very close. You know how close I am to our crew. Yes. And our crew is fiercely protective, and our crew tends to be atheist, and our crew was probably going to be there to hear this discussion. And I don't know what our crew, who are younger than us, and healthier and um, faster what have done what they might have done when that gun was pulled and I also know that two of our crew because of the bullet catch have carry permits so I mean obviously you right, can't right, predict right, right, what right, right. But how do you cast that like is there an audition <laughs> like how do you well I'll tell you have you have you ever been an, have you ever been an actor in Nevada trying to get work <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if it paid more than a hundred bucks I was going to the audition <laughs> hey babe Book the gig. If Just saying, be- we're available. Who's booking that? <laughs> hey, we get. They're also paying for the fitting. <laughs> we get a sh- we get a show and a gig out of it. <laughs> what about the carry permits? They paid for the fitting and didn't make me use my own wardrobe. They're already in the upper one percent of Nevada gigs. To get us back. <laughs> but I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you, I don't think I I I mean we were talking earlier about Matt King, but I can't imagine I recover from that. No. I don't think I ever recover from I don't it. think I'd have a father anymore. <laughs> exactly. I think uh, I was certainly like bringing people back to the monkey room would have been a whole different deal mm-hmm. from that point forward. But I think, I think my reaction 
to people. I mean, we, we all know people who've had that kind of traumatic event, and you, you get a jumpiness that I don't think goes away. No, no. I don't think it goes away. Except for JJ. JJ has disarmed someone who pulled a gun on them. Have you really? Yeah. How'd you, well, Give tell the story. Somebody, uh, somebody tried to steal uh, my ex and I's dog in North Hollywood and pointed a gun at us, and my dad taught me how to disarm someone with a gun growing up. At the wrist, your left For hand comes in. I know the guy was completely wasted. He backed up through a gate. Gate came down, and yeah, Let the dog die. Yeah, it was it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Why did no one respond to that? <laughs> but he also wasn't holding it properly, and I'm like, well. <laughs> but have you ever seen? Oh man, it is so troublesome. I, I don't. I try not to watch troublesome videos on the internet. If they say, "Here's a beheading." I don't click yeah. on that. No, 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 no. If, if it never they, goes away. No, no. There. So I, I didn't mean to watch this. Someone said, you know, here's what happens in action movies in real life. And I I just clicked on it accidentally. And it is, and it's 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 just horrific. It is video footage from a um from a surveillance camera of a seven eleven and a guy pulls a gun and the guy does his kung fu kung fu move that you describe of knocking the gun aside oh, no. and the gun goes to the side comes back and he shoots him right oh, in the chest oh man because cool. that kung fu trick that jack bauer can do every single time yeah. no problem james bond is no problem with uh you got to be someone at the level yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of jessica james before <laughs> <you can hold laughs> Thanks. i mean boy I would say, I would say, want me to kill the dog for you? (laughs) Was the guy arrested? Like, what happened after? Actually, this is going to sound horrible, but it was North Hollywood, Lancashire, at the Bank of America near where we lived. And when we called the cops, they said, we're real busy right now. They're like, was anyone shot? We said, no. And they said, okay, well, uh, if you come in tomorrow and file a report in person, we'll look into it. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. North Hollywood. <laughs> and you, you you, and the boyfriend broke up after this because of this, right? Oh, it was the other Because he was afraid reasons. if he pulled a gun on her, it was all over. <laughs> like, now that I know I can't shoot her, I've lost all my leverage in this relationship. <laughs> but, but, and I told the guys this, I got laid that night. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Kung fu, kung fu, kung fu. Kung Fu is very sexy. <laughs> kung Fu, Kung Fu. Kung he fu. only now, says Kung Fu like that because me and Zoltan tried to teach him how to play Valorant. And now you only say Kung, kung fu. fu. Kung Well, actually, I said it before that. Whenever there was a fight, you know this, you've yeah. watched movies with me. Whenever there's a fight scene in a movie, I go, Kung Fu, Kung Fu, Kung yeah. Fu. It's my way of being excited. Yeah, I yeah. get very excited. Yeah. Totes kung and- Fu, Kung Fu. And then I will also suggest to people on movie screens, Kung Fu them. Kung Fu them. Yeah. Well, I, I learned. Suggest to them. I now's learned the that time. If, if I put yeah. a carrot in the barrel of a the gun, then the, the gun will explode and work backwards. Yeah. So Almost as. That's why I always carry a carrot with me. Well, you can also use it. your finger. Yeah, put my finger in there. Do it, coward. <laughs> I mean, you try it. Try it. <laughs> that was like uh, when Dan Quayle. Oh. Uh, the, oh. Uh, the. He's in the show. He's in the show. He's in the show tonight. He's in the show. Dan Quayle is? Well, I mentioned him. The trick I did on, well, we've, we've broken this rule many times before, so the trick I did on... An unnamed program. <laughs> is, is in the show. See the right. effects you have on people? You, you, you breach well, NDAs. Who? You're breaching NDAs. <laughs> I'm next. No, no. Vinny just steps on jokes. Yeah. <laughs> totally different skill. <laughs> no, no, I edit that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> when Dan Quayle said, there's oxygen on Mars, which means we can live there, 
Uh, my favorite answer to that was you first, Dan. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so I would say with the with the with the finger in the end of the gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. you first, Matt. <laughs> you, you put that carrot in first, and we'll see how we go. <laughs> but yeah, I had someone tell me that they really liked practical jokes, and I said, "Let me tell you about this one." Tell you about this one. Oh, that is. Uh, that's I mean, that's that's next level. I honestly, I, that's why. I mean, I was joking. I love the fact. I love the fact I, that he said you would have been scared. Yes. It's like that was that accomplishment, but it reminds me of that Michael Douglas movie years ago, The Game. Remember that? Yeah. That was that was insane. We and did then a at version the end, of that called Penn and Teller Get Killed. Did you? Yeah, uh, I was all very upset because they came out at the same time, uh, and The Game was a good movie, and our movie was a bad movie. <laughs> But, so that's what made me feel bad, but also it's essentially the same plot. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, no, I, but I really was like, how do you get two actors to actually agree to do that? Yeah. I feel like, I feel as like, if he, nothing I feel like that would person, happen. I feel like that person had to lie on the other end as well or right. something. I feel like there had because to be some kind of. They either have lie. to be actors with carry permits or actors that are willing to break the law, which is the more believable option. Yeah, or some people don't. Many, many, many people think. If you put blanks in a gun, it's no longer a gun. But also the casting hmm. of it of looking for gun-toting, angry, elderly Catholics. Yeah. They don't like, be Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Didn't John Eric Hexen kill yes. himself with a blank? Yep. Also uh, uh, Jet Li. Or Brandon Lee. Oh, yeah. Brandon Lee. Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. Oh, yeah. yeah, Brandon Lee. Brandon Jet Li's still alive, by the way, just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just so everybody yeah. at home. Brandon, Brandon Lee was killed uh, when a... Well, when, uh, it's actually... It was more complicated than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like the um, the uh, the Rust movie with um, with Alec Alex Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is much more confusing than oh, that. Oh man! I, still, I, I did a I was doing a show shortly after that incident happened, mm -hmm. and I was doing a trick with a Nerf gun, like a uh -huh. six shooter Nerf gun, and I pulled out the gun to do the bit to be like, and this is the you know this is the weapon or whatever, and someone just goes Alec Baldwin out loud in the theater like four days after it happened and i was like all right can't finish this trick is that really yeah. true yeah i yeah. had to be like all right i don't feel right moving forward with this trick i'm gonna move on it was uh not fun not fun. yeah that was uh that oh i just can't imagine uh the the, the suffering there. oh that's just terrible that's just terrible. And I just want to say, we're all going on record as saying we think shooting someone is terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's just, uh, we're going even on a limb even here. If it's, yeah. Even if it's uh, a gun full of blanks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, uh, you, can get, uh, you can get really real. Well, we all know that. We're all in show business. The blank guns are um, wicked, wicked dangerous. I remember when I was working on a movie called Offbeat, another shitty movie. <laughs> Uh, that failed um, with uh, Judge Reinhold. What's, what's sadder, Brandon Lee's life uh, ending shortly or your movie career? What's sadder? Oh, it's hard to say. <laughs> My movie career is pretty dismal. I was in, I was in Wall Street too. Cut out of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, well, correction, you were hate casted in Wall Street. Too. I was. I was hate casted in that in order to be cut out. Um, but uh, yeah, you can get hate casted. You can. It happens. It happens. I was. I was. If anybody can get hate cast, it's me. Um, but you know, when you work with a good armorer, unlike Miami Vice, when you work with a good armorer, they will tell you. I mean, I remember him coming up to me, and I was so grateful for this. Armorer came up to me, obviously, as all armorers were in the in the eighties and nineties. You know, Vietnam vet, uh, guy who knew everything. You know, come to me and said, uh, Pen. I know you're a comedian. I know things can be really, really funny. We're dealing with guns. We're on the streets of New York City. 
No joke you can ever do is worth it. When you finish the take, because I was holding a gun for the whole thing, when you finish the take, you hold the gun straight up in the air, you say nothing, and don't do anything till I come over and take it from you. Because if you do any sort of gesture with that, NYPD could be rolling by, or he said, even though there's no blanks in there, you never point a gun at anybody. So you finish the take, the second they say cut, your hand goes straight in the air with the gun, and you just hold it up. That's the way those things should be done. When, yes. when you guys did Magic Bullet, your explanation was very, from a safety Yeah, never standpoint. point a gun at anyone unless you intend it. Yeah, how much of that came from that experience? Well, or, no, we, 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 we took a gun. Uh, we, took, we had to get not only our carry permits, but federal firearms in per, in, uh, permits. We had to be uh, FBI checked, fingerprinted, everything to be able to do that trick. So we took every class, and I just do um, all the gun safety exactly the, way it, uh, exactly the way it is. And you toured with that, too. We did. We did. And it was... Uh, it wasn't it, just in Vegas. No, it wasn't. Uh, we did it. We did it a lot of places. But you know, um, uh, we stopped doing it. I mean, we stopped doing it for one reason. I don't want to. I don't want to be too um, too high and mighty about this. One reason we stopped doing it was we had done it everywhere. Yeah. Just yeah. everywhere. We'd done it on TV four times, and we toured it uh, on five different tours. We'd done it in Vegas for twelve years. 15 years so it was a bit that we felt everybody that wanted to see it had seen it now it was voted and i'm proud to say this um best magic trick ever uh in uh, in uh, in in london and um, um you know houdini was second place wow. uh, it was the bullet catch it was a really good magic trick that i'm really really proud of but really after uh after columbine yeah and after and after that it started uh, changing, and I just felt that the um, the rye quality of this is a magic wand when I held up the gun. I never said the word gun right. in the whole trick. Uh, that's not true. When I was picking the person in the audience, somebody's familiar with guns. But during the trick trick itself, not the preamble, I never said the word gun. I said magic wand. And there was a certain kind of wryness and wink to that that I thought was charming. Now, after that, regardless of what you're talking about statistically, how rare school shootings are, and that you can talk about how that's racism in the in the um, uh, American media because um, young African American men are shot every day at a much higher rate than that. You can talk mm-hmm. about that all you want. You can also talk about how school shootings are, uh, you know, uh, very very rare, and everybody's very safe. You can make all those arguments, and they're all valid. But when you hold a gun up, it means something different in the United States of America right now. And uh, I also know that with all the footage people have seen on TV, obviously there was always sadness associated with guns, and they were always dangerous and always terrible. But there was a slight shift in the way people saw them that then became a stronger shift and a stronger shift and a stronger shift, and we finally cut it. It was, it was old, and we also cut it for that reason, much like the, um, the flag. Uh, we did a bit uh, that was also on the West Wing, which incidentally, when people say to me, oh, it's so nice that the West Wing lets you do that trick. No, I wrote that trick. The lines that Alan Alda said about the trick were written 
by me and were bits that I did. But for West Wing, they didn't want to have it all in one character's mouth, so they spread it around. So any of the lines you see in that West Wing about the gun trick that are really good, I wrote them. Shut up. Anyway. Um, uh, we did the same thing with all your tricks on our show. <laughs> we split up your dialogue and split it around to all of us on our yeah, show. Yeah. So uh, I know West Wing's feelings. Yeah. So we have a thing where we, we, we deal with the flag. And the whole plot of the trick is we burn the flag and then we restore it. And it's all about the First Amendment and the way that you show the most respect to the Constitution of the United States of America is allowing that freedom of dissent. So we burn it. It's, I believe it's a rather complicated philosophical trick. And ultimately, in the real sense, which I realize this word is now nonsense, but in the real sense, patriotic. And that it is, uh, remember, our armed service people do not swear to uphold the country. They do not swear to obey the president. It's the only country on earth that swears to protect the Constitution. Uh, there's no soldier working in the United States of America or for the United States of America who is swearing to work for the president or swearing to work for the United States. They swear to uphold the Constitution. That's what the oath is, and that's really important. That was the point of this. And then right about, right after 9-11, the flag would come out for the first time before I started talking, and people would cheer. And it was a jingoistic, well, perhaps xenophobic felt that way to me i don't i don't want to speak for people who did that it might have been just honest feelings of supporting the constitution i don't know that but i got a reaction that i felt neither teller nor i felt made us feel good i mean teller and i and i think everyone does this but we may do it more uh, i've cut many jokes and many big applause points in the show because i didn't think it was the right applause or the right joke i didn't feel good about it and then after 9-11, after uh, Iraq, so on, about five years after that, we put it back in. And it vibed out really nicely. It was really good. You saw it during that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Vibed out really nicely. And then Trump came along. And that flag came out. And boy, the reaction was not what I wanted. <laughs> it was not what Teller wanted. And I believe it was like a week after Trump announced his candidacy, we did that trick four times until I just said, fuck it. It was a really important point in the show. It was really pivotal. And we just said, we will write something else because you just cannot use the American flag that way. Because the American flag, as inconceivable as this is, is now something that's divisive. In the United States of America, I, I, impossible. I find that, I, impossible that it I, I be. find that so strange and bizarre. How it's like the symbol of that is meant to say, no, this is the United. Yeah, is yeah. now is divisive, and uh, I find that to be very bizarre as oh, well. Oh, it, it is bizarre, and it's it's very. heartbreaking, and part of the reason that you you can see we're on our way to an autocracy, and maybe the wonderful American dream of the Constitution is over. And with that, good. Good, good. Well, I feel, still say that. Good I, news. I, um, Showtime. I, <laughs> I, I, I traveled forward in time. I read Twitter after this episode went up, and I just want to say I made fun of your movie career when I should have said, "What's it like to have one?" <laughs> so I just want to get that in now before they say that to me on Twitter. So yeah, well, I, I don't have. I think my movie career and your movie career are very, very similar. 
<laughs> I think that's about the level that I am at. So you should talk about any other dates you have for the Foolish Tours. Uh, we're finishing up uh, October 15th. We were going to try and come, but he is too tired and old, and I have a life. Oh, okay. I feel like those are. St- I feel like those are the same thing. I feel like you're equally tired. I wanted very much to be at the Worcester show, but I would have had to get up 5 a.m. Uh, Thursday morning, fly to Vegas, and do a show that night. Yeah. And I'll tell you, 20 years ago, that was just a that was just a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. But now I just it takes me a few days to recover, and I don't like. And it. I have my driver's test this Friday. Yeah. Whoa. So I'll be driving did, myself. Did, did you leave? Didn't you leave a word out of that? I have my driver's test again. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm just payback's a bitch. I'm g- uh, uh, so we're at, I was uh, gonna say yeah. I love you, Dad. Or- <laughs> Shut up and stop making that noise. Shut up. Stop talking. (laughs) You're going to, there's no doubt you're passing your driver's test on Friday the 13th. That very date is auspicious. (laughs) Wait, it's Friday the, oh my God, it's Friday the 13th. But then I'm going to drive myself to Dungeons and Dragons with my friends and forget about you for the weekend. Yeah. And you're also going to go to Renaissance Festival. And then we're we're going to Renaissance Festival. Yeah. Where your dad used to work in tights. What, yeah. where's, <laughs> where's your dad used to work in tights? Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't want that. Um, I, I, I don't want that visual. No, but I spent a lot of time working Renaissance festivals. Well, and if you go to Renaissance festivals, you will find, if you see a juggler there, some of the lines that I originated in my juggling oh, act yeah. in the Renaissance are still being used. And I remember well, going up to one of the, one of the people there and said, uh, oh, this joke, this joke, and this joke, where'd you get that? And he said to me, goes back hundreds of years. And I said, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You look I mean, good for your a, age. That's about, but that's about as much of a compliment as you can get. That this has just become part of the culture. Wow, wow. that's good. I'm sure that it was great to see you in tights. <laughs> I will wear tights. Years ago, when we go, when we go. Visit. Please just wear some nice jeans. I don't wear nice jeans. When you wear your tights, don't sit in any boxes, and please don't <laughs> hurt yourself. Do not oh, injure yourself. Oh my goodness, I've injured <laughs> myself. <laughs> I'll tell you. I hope there isn't a time in your life when that comes back to you. <laughs> I think the, the, the fact that you you had the problem the first time was just a glitch. You are going to do fine this time. I can say both that it is my fault and that I blame the DMV. Good. I think that's the way. Uh, that is as, that's as magnanimous as we can hope. Will for. this podcast come out before you take the test or after? after. Uh, so say what you want about the DMV. <laughs> Um, the DMV is stupid. It takes too fucking long. And and that's coming from an 18-year-old who's been there like four times. And not like No, a, but not four. You only, you only didn't pass once. I'm saying that I also failed my permit test the first time. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I failed the first time. No, you time. didn't. You I, I was with you. The second time. Oh, that was the second time. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got a hundred and rubbed it in your fucking because, face. Because I love, because I love you so much, I'd no, forgotten no, that you failed. No, fuck yes, you. Yes. Rather fight bikers. <laughs> I'm telling it's, you, it's a lot easier to drive backwards from Vegas to New York. <laughs> that can we end it on some love? Yeah, we love that you allowed us to do all these tricks that oh, we were thanks. talking about. And, I'll tell you, and we just, I, I mean, we, thank you. it's it blows our mind every I was single talking night. To Mox, it's, it's a double-edged 
soared, you see, because when you guys are going out doing this, I knew you were all great. You know, we uh, we were so excited to have this cast. And I got to tell you that a certain part of me was thinking, well, you know, if they if they bomb with it, then uh, only I can do it <laughs> because I'm such a good performer. But if they do well with it, then I'm such a good writer. Yeah. So there's there's no losing here, yeah. no losing. But it is very very strange. You know, I wrote um, with with the wrong boys. I wrote uh, Magic Goes Wrong that, that played in played in London, and they did um, they did our two person sawing in half. And it was a very weird experience to hear people doing the lines and going, no, 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 no but, <laughs> you know, the laugh comes. And you go, That's what I'm scared tonight about. Yeah, no, I, I, up until this moment, I was excited to do it. And now I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't be rushing. Okay, that's good. Really? It worked. Got a good laugh. Got a, oh, you're dry. Oh, they got a good laugh. Got a good laugh. No, it has to be one thought. Oh, you got a good laugh. It's fine. <laughs> you I'm the one that has to perform with you tonight where you're going to step on all my good jokes. I did do that. I did that in Chicago. I stepped on you, absolutely. <laughs> you did. So it's not just me. No, <laughs> not it's just much you. easier to step on me than you. But no, it was backwards. You were saying you stepped on that, but oh. no, I do tend to. Uh, I did. I did. Well, you're not used to working with someone who talks, right? So I did. exactly, this. exactly. I did talk over two good jokes that you had, mm -hmm. and tonight I will try very hard not to do. I called the guy that. a bastard several times. Yeah, you got a guy from the audience call him bastard. <laughs> but you know, it is like what you said earlier: is that we have the advantage of being able to look at how you guys presented and feeling all the moments and the beats. But it does take, even with that, still, the timing and the delivery, like Vinny was saying, in, in certain of these moments where you're like, oh, wait, oh, it's right there. I, oh, I have to hold here. And so it's, it's kind of a surreal experience. And just to hit on what Vinny said, has been like a really wonderful kind of honor to be like, hey, look, yeah. These are the props. These are the exact props that you guys use in your careers decades ago. And it made such, uh, one, established one of the greatest careers in magic. But then okay. also to be able to present it for audiences and know that it's still a solid performance. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you know, I, I will say some of these things we wanted you to do for all sorts of reasons. Some of the things, you know, we will never do again. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, we're, we're not going to do, we're not going to hang Teller upside down in a straight jacket well, over spikes Casey, again. Casey, we've had such an experience with Casey because, and I think I speak for Bat and I both want to say, we've found those beats. Like every show, we find one more thing, but it's been a journey. Yeah, it's been, yeah. It was, it's been it was, a journey. It was hard to be like, shoot, I'm just not getting it locked in the way they did, and I'm not getting the reaction from the audience well, that I want. Well, it's very different to to develop something as you learn it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I was learning that stuff. Right. I was just, you yeah. know, just doing it. And you do say, um, in case you're the bat, you sing, you say, hope that springs, springs a, a turtle. turtle. Springs yeah. a turtle. Yeah. It's that was in the book. That was the crew. That was what the crew would always, um, uh, make fun of me for. Cause I would say hope springs a turtle. And my, my pronunciation of eternal was very close to a turtle. <laughs> so uh, that's now in the book, and now you do it. Yes. It's been immortalized. Yeah, yeah. And I what? added something. What'd you add? So I, you remember the <laughs> No, don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. So the, the, Well, no, it was out of necessity from the time that I was up too high, and I couldn't reach the pin to pull myself out of my predicament, and Matt tried to get up to help me. He didn't... <laughs> So you get up and help now? It is the most. No, 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 no. We don't keep. We, that wasn't a keeper. <laughs> no. It was the dumbest moment of my life. Yeah. And literally, she couldn't reach it, and so I'm like, I'll get to the end of Casey. I'm looking over, and like, and I look over, and she just can't. I was reach struggling. The pin. 
So in uh, Akron. And Vinny had his head I literally, out of, out of necessity, was like, oh, I'll just get up and pull the pin. I got up and the whole eyes went, oh, and I just flew back to my chair. The chair because the chair started Dear listener, up. dear listener, she's hanging by me, me sitting on that chair. And as I So screamed, when I stood up, Jessica could actually do the thing that we threatened, which is careen into a bunch of and spikes. And I said, don't oh. help me. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness, I've injured someone else. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. So JJ is in a straitjacket hanging over spikes. Matt is sitting in a chair, which is actually keeping her from falling onto the spikes. Yeah, there's, there's, a, Vinny, there's block and tackle above. Yeah, Vinny is off stage right with me in blockhead. He says it's and block. I'm watching all of this. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you have someone safetying you, right? Uh, there's someone on the rope. There's someone on the rope. Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah, there's yeah. someone on the rope, but... So I want to say that we would not do something that someone could actually Correct. be hurt. Yes. It would have been horrible only, because she would she would have dropped a foot and a half, two feet. Yeah. We only do things that could injure ourselves, and then we yell, <laughs> oh my goodness. That's right. So, so she's stuck. He's stuck. Vinny's in blockhead. And I'm backstage. I'm walking at, looking at all this, and I go... Vinny, Jess, Jess needs some help. I'll be right back. And all I see is Vinny do this. <laughs> it just turns the block. Like, like, he just turns the block. He goes, what? And it's all hollow in there. And I ran out and I helped And JJ. then I'm exhausted. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, I, and I'm trying to use my belt as a whip at this point, like thinking I can Indiana Jones this. And I see two red shoes underneath me. I'm like, oh, thank God, Alex. And he, but I will say, Alex did not pull the pin. He took my belt. Hooked it under it nice. so I could pull my showbiz safety and showbiz together. Yep. So we can't ruin the moment. Finish the bit, JJ. Yep. Finish the bit. But when I saw you guys, in, was it Thousand Oaks? I think I, I asked Jump. Teller. I said, "Could you ever not reach?" And he goes, "Nope, I never had that problem." And I was like, "Well, he goes maybe because some someone picked the rope up the same way." It every wasn't. Night. It wasn't Matt. It was the other guy. The other guy went too high. The other bar, right? There is a yellow piece of tape <laughs> on the red rope that says tie it here, right? Oh, the other bar was too high. Yeah, yes. that's oh, the, what happened. The bar that it was the on guy, was too they high. They changed yeah, the yeah. spike. What they call in show business the trim, right? The trim. Of, yeah, yeah. See? Wow. Mox is, really a, is a tech expert and a, and no, a, I'm not. And a just, stage, I've, stage manager. I've school for it. That's yeah, cool. stage manager. So Mox knows the terms. Yeah. You know, still when they say upstage and downstage, you have to do a little shimmy. I have to, I have to think. My, my, my fiance went to LV Academy. Okay. Yeah, for, or whatever. I'm not from there. So By the locals, it's called LV Gay. Okay, she went to LV Gay for tech theater. So I think that I can use theater terms. And she's like, I just went to school there. I mean, I don't know the stuff. <laughs> I just, I'm, you know, just CTE certified and did OSHA 10 and... Yeah. All that. So, anyways, it was the I look. I, I look like the biggest dummy in the world. That's all I know of what happened that night. Uh, actually, no, that was not the most important thing. That you looked stupid. Yeah. It was that JJ was hanging over spikes and you stood up off the chair. Yes. Yeah. But he was. But he out of concern because we love each other. Uh, that part is true. You're you can, so you can be dumb and kill someone. You yes. can love someone well, and kill so someone. As a matter of fact, there are historical uh, <laughs> <laughs> many many examples of that happening. So Teller said, "Put some rope in your pants," and I went, "That's brilliant." He was talking about something else. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well. So I have a piece of rope now that I pull up through my leather pants. And the other night was what four or five nights ago. 
I couldn't reach the thing. And I went, ha ha. And I pulled the rope out of my pants and the audience reaction was great because the belt's on the floor. I'm struggling. I'm like, oh my gosh, we had a thing. I didn't even mean to be a thing, but it worked. Uh, have you, have, uh, has anybody read the Johnny Thompson book on magic? The Johnny Thompson book on magic, he describes the, um, the $100 bet. You've read that, right? Mm-hmm. He has, I believe it's 76 or 78 different outs. These are the things he has prepared if things go wrong. Wow. And many of them he only used once in his entire career, but he had them laid out from the beginning. So if this happens, 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 if this happens. So I just, who was I talking to? I guess it's good I can't remember their name or I'd offend them. But I was talking to somebody, rather young magician, who said, oh, it was one of the, yeah, one of the people at Sideshow Gelato. He said, I'm going to put in the $100 bill, uh, Johnny Thompson's $100 bill wallet. I said, really? And he said, yeah. I said, you got that down? He said, yeah. I said, you know, Piff worked on that two years, studying it carefully, and Piff never felt he got it down. Handsome Jack worked on it for multiple years. It's really hard. And he went, no problem. And I looked at him and went, wow, is that trick not going to (laughs) work? He also did um, a magician's choice that was a choice. Yeah. That's a wicked hard trick. And when you're working on something new, Teller's very, very good yeah. at this could go wrong, this could go wrong, this could go wrong, this could go wrong, this could go wrong. What are we going to do? So do you guys rehearse mistakes? Yeah, Because yeah. that's something I do on the ship is I'll walk us through things of this. These are the top three things that usually go wrong. Let's rehearse our way out of it. You try to think I, of the I had things. two things that could possibly go wrong with a trick last night, or oh, well, last night or the night before, and both of them went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to use my outs. <laughs> but, but the amazing thing was our stage manager afterwards said to you, I don't know how you did that now, because the trick still happened, and she's like, but how did you do that? Mm-hmm. And that was one of your outs. So, I mean, that's a, that's a huge, that's a, that's a plus, and that's, that's very important. Well, you know, the law of very big numbers if it can happen, it will happen. Right. And the uh, the most astonishing one, and I've told this before, uh, we did a bit uh, with knife throwing, which is uh, our take, our take on uh, on a balloon gag that was done in circuses, where where one person's blindfold, the other person pops the balloon, which I thought was a good gag, but uh, no good for us because it has no no turn and no ending, even when done by clowns, it has no turn and no ending. So Godot and I came up with an ending where the person could actually throw the knife. The audience member could throw the knife, and we did that by blindfolding them, and I would adjust the knife in their hand, and at that time switch a knife in that Teller had on the fishing pole. So, and, and the illusion for the person on stage was perfect. They would throw the knife, and then I would stick it in the board, pull the blindfold off, and it felt, I mean, we did it to each other, of course, it felt for all the world like you'd thrown that knife. It was a beautiful feeling. I think all of us know, but the audience may not know, that throwing a knife into a board from 12 to 15 feet away takes a great deal of skill. Yeah. Uh, to make it actually stick in, you've got a radius of about 
25 degrees that it can be on the turn. And if it's over or under at all, it'll bounce off. Very, very difficult to do. And if you're learning knife throwing, it's a lot of practice to do it. And I would start the trick by doing a real knife throw, which built into it. And I would often miss it because it's a very, very difficult thing. I mean, Owen Morse is doing knife throwing in the passing zone, and it's hard. Uh, there's a lot of cheats that carnies use, uh, you know, really, really soft wood. So it sticks, it will almost stick in when it's, um, when it's, perpend- when it's yeah. perpendicular, perpendicular to stick in sideways. But we, we weren't using those cheats, uh, at all. So I'm standing on the board, uh, getting ready for her to throw. And I give her the knife and in a totally impossible, uh, socially engineered, impossibility before I tell her she's going to throw it or anything because all of this stuff had been thought out she turns and just throws the knife oh my God. before there's any chance to switch it before I've told her to throw the knife she throws the knife and she throws it hard and she throws it with a way that shows she'd never touched a knife before she just throws it right at me and it sticks in next to my head perfectly <laughs> like a foot from my head the knife sticks in that an audience member just threw. And Teller and I go. What? And the whole crew is watching backstage going. <laughs> and I say, you see, we have uh, electromagnets behind the board. And it makes it so no matter how you throw it, it'll stick into the board. And uh, now we're going to have you throw a couple of knives again. And we put it in our hand and we go on with the bit. And I've always said anyone who saw that show just says that is the trick that can never possibly be explained. A person to hold a knife for the first time, throw it 15 feet, have it stick in, have it stick in a foot from my head, you just go, no, impossible, couldn't happen. So that's something we were not prepared for. And if you had to live through one of these situations without knowing the ending again, would you sit on that box or would you hand her that knife? Hand her the knife! <laughs> Hit the buzzer. Nice. The you want. And nice. that was Pet Sunday School. All right. Cha cha cha. You become naked, especially you, Vinny. You know, we love you. Got anybody to thank there, Matt Donnelly? Yeah. Hey, thanks for supporting our show. You're what makes this show possible. Huge thanks to Erica P. Heartless. Mind ruling seems dirty, and I kind of like it. Harry the Gorillagician, Don Dottie, Kevin Burke, David McLaughlin, or McLaughlin, Old Bear Greg, Charlie Sheets says trans rights, no shit, Sherlock, and Shelley Ruger, Timothy Carver, get well, Timothy, Jenny loves Penn like Penn loves Dylan. Steven Bracegirdle wants to know if you're saying Magic Castle or Magic Asshole. I see that. I can see that it's happening. I don't know. Coach Rat Bastard. Emery, the extra longshoreman. Will Jason. David, I want to finger your cunt Brenner. Tristan Connett. Mason Gooch. Sagebrush. Matthew Mishu. Jason Andrew Davidson. Peter B. Clark. 
Matt Williams, Soapy Fresh, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P., NewRuleFX.com, Eric M. Ryan, Chris Tehachapi Loop McKinney, David Insert Meta Joke Here Ruse, Little Mandar. Is a scoop for picking up crazy cat ladies or a scoop that looks like a crazy cat lady? Jobeth R. Bowers, aka Judgmentalist, and his Between Two Minds show. Adam Stickney, Sax Guy Jimmy D, Nathan Julian, Jeremy in Shanghai, Christopher Harris, Petty Officer Scoop, Daniel, I have a stepladder because my real ladder left when I was a child. William Weingarten, Weingarten, Wangarin, that's all three attempts I have. David K, Blue Drinks Films says, clear your cookies, baby. Brandon Knapp and Nick Dingman, thank you so much. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 